Deja vu, is Mackenzie Blackwood's career on the same path as Corey Schneider's, or is it just a string of bad luck? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up, it's also game day. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. We'll be taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. But like I said in the last episode, guys, it's only going to get worse before it gets better because we are entering a tough part of our schedule. We got to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. We got to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. We got to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs back-to-back. So it's not going to get any easier for the New Jersey Devils especially with the way we've been playing, and especially, here's the big thing, our goalie situation. So if you guys missed the last episode, that was basically the central talking point of the episode, which was I was talking about the quote-unquote unique goalie situation for the Devils because Mackenzie Blackwood, he had to go back onto the injured reserve list because he re-injured his heel. If you guys don't recall, he actually had to miss the first month of the season due to the fact that he was still recovering uh, from heel surgery that he had this past summer. So it's been a very rocky road for Mackenzie Blackwood. And, you know, I raised the question, why did Lindy Ruff play uh, Mackenzie Blackwood throughout the entirety of the game against the Arizona Coyotes because I feel as though that's when he tweaked it he just didn't look his best and my question was why didn't you sub him out when you saw that he wasn't really up to par and in our last game against the Dallas Stars Akira Schmidt certainly did not help our situation because he saw seven shots and he gave up four goals and those goals quite honestly they weren't exactly like goals that were hard to stop or something that I could blame the defense on they were good shots don't get me wrong but they were stoppable Uh, that's my personal opinion looking back at the highlights by the way it was painful absolutely painful to rewatch the highlights but I have to just so everything can just come back into my mind everything can come together but pray for me when I have to watch the highlights of this game uh, after the game has concluded but like I said uh, that's just part of the job so anyway something else I want to talk about real quick before I move on with today's talking point is that I made a mistake in terms of uh, recalling the Metropolitan Division for you guys I said that the Flyers won their last game that was incorrect they are still on a 13 game losing streak so like I told you guys the New Jersey Devils are like a cat they have like nine lives so when look at the Metropolitan Division at the time of this recording which is 9 41 p.m eastern time the Rangers uh Penguins Hurricanes and Capitals they're tops of the Metropolitan Division then you got the Columbus Blue Jackets they are uh, uh in the middle of a pack they have 37 points and you got the New York Islanders they have 36 the Devils us 35 points and then the Flyers 34 so quite honestly uh down there in the Metropolitan Division it is still anybody's game so like I said despite the devil struggles uh throughout these past few weeks despite all the drama despite all the goaltending situations we still remain uh just treading on water like I said we're like a cat we have nine lives so 
I just wanted to say I'm sorry for um, telling you guys the wrong information in yesterday's episode. Uh, I, I misread it somehow. Maybe Google didn't update the thing. Maybe they made a mistake. But uh, ultimately, uh, those are where we uh, the standings for the Metropolitan Division. Excuse me. So with today's talking point, we are going to be talking about Mackenzie Blackwood and his similarities with Corey Schneider's situation when he was wearing the devil's padding in that. So uh, this was actually a talking point that was brought up by my buddy Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast. I'm pretty sure Neil has talked about it on his show, but I'm going to tell you what Neil said uh, via social media, and then I'm going to give my overall opinions because one of the things that Neil agrees with me about is that if we overwork Mackenzie Blackwood, we do him a disservice. We need to get him a solid backup option so that way he's not out there playing Superman. So I, I feel as though since the Devils were kind of struggling, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood had to go on to COVID protocol, and you know we I was just saying like he's been playing six games in a row. We need to rest him. And ultimately, he re-injures his heel. And uh, like I said, guys, I could go on on and on and on about this just in regards to just um, why do we continue to overwork Mackenzie Blackwood? We need to give him a rest. You need to give John Gillies a chance because John Gillies might have been the better option because how do I know that? Because Akira Schmidt only saw one period of action in our last game against the Stars, and then John Gillies had to come in. And, uh, yes, the Dallas Stars won 5-1, but they got their final goal on an empty netter, so you can't put that on John Gillies. So that raises the overall coaching dilemma for someone like Lindy Ruff. You need to be smarter. Like, you know, take out Mackenzie Blackwood when you see that he's struggling. And then uh, against the Dallas Stars, maybe you should have put in John Gillies. Just saying, because we were in desperate need of a win. You, you don't know when you're going to get another win. You might as well just put in a Kira Schmidt against the uh, Maple Leafs or the Hurricanes or the Lightning, whatever case might be, because I don't think we really have any chances of winning those games. So it doesn't really uh, matter to me in that regards. But anyway, going back to what what Neil said about uh, the Corey Schneider and the Mackenzie Blackwood situation, it does raise uh, a lot of questions like, what do we do with Mackenzie Blackwood? Because we signed him to a three-year extension uh the, uh, before the start of last year so not this year but uh next year will be the final year of that contract and then Jonathan Bernier also has one year remaining on his contract so it does raise the question what are we going to do because both of them are down to their final years or their respective contracts do we just let them walk do we just try to start fresh do we maybe possibly draft a goalie this year and maybe hope that uh, that goalie could develop quickly and maybe could become into something special uh, like I said, I'm just exploring all possible scenarios at this point, and it is something that we're going to have to address sooner rather than later, especially since the Devils have been struggling at goalie this season. Obviously, injuries have been plaguing us so far, but at the same time, it's just like, if it's going to continue to be like this, do we still run with the two same goalies uh uh, come next year or do we just try to start fresh do we try to just move Mackenzie Blackwood down to a backup role Jonathan Bernier to third string whatever the case might be and try to find a new starting goalie all those things do play a factor but like I said it is way too early to be having this discussion because we still have a season to complete and then we will raise those questions once we start to see the free agency list once we start to see uh, possible trade rumors start to pop up so like I said uh, I think Tom Fitzgerald right now before 
before the trade deadline, he needs to start like putting out some feelers, seeing if he could get a solid goalie, maybe look at uh, if, if someone is going to be waived, whatever the case might be. But at the same time, uh, something does have to change, and that's what I've been talking about in the last uh, few episodes. So we're going to look at what Neil from Devil State of Mind said on his uh, social media page in regards to Corey Schneider and Mackenzie Blackwood. But first, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you're probably thinking to yourself, this is not worth it. Where's that chocolate at? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret stash at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever the case might be. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats like your wife has been nagging you to do and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you could at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. So there's so many flavors to choose from. There's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest uh, sports wagering website to just bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well okay so let's look at what neil posted recently towards his instagram in regards to Corey schneider and Mackenzie blackwood and i will give you guys my overall opinion so here's what he said and it's pretty lengthy so bear with me I want to talk about Mackenzie Blackwood and why uh, what you're seeing from him is exactly what we we saw from Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider played for us for seven years. In the first four years, he had an impressive goals against average of 2.3 and a state percentage of 920. His win-loss record, 89, 98, and 38, 47 games below 500. Why is it that bad? Because we barely had any scoring, so-so defense, bad coaching and ownership. By the time 2017-2018 rolled around, the team was much better, but Corey hasn't himself. Why? Because we suffered a... Uh, groin injury from him being overworked the previous several seasons he was never able to recover from it and people got on him so badly not knowing how bad his injury was he went on with horrendous 21 game losing streak despite having solid games in net why because we gave him no support at all he regressed so much that the devils bought him out of his final year of his six million contract we signed him to now look at blackwood he's many years younger than when Corey was but he suffers the same issues, no defensive support, lack of consistent scoring, coaching and managerial turmoil, and lack of backup goalie help. 
I won't excuse Mac for his inconsistency play 100%, but look at Mac now. He's gotten hurt several times, played through pain, had COVID, and still hasn't gotten enough support. Now we come to today. His heel surgery didn't work. He's been overworked, and he's regressing, just like Corey. Seem familiar? Point is, the organization has done a piss-poor job over the past decade of adapting to the new NHL. They don't have a coach with a system that's best for this young team. The ownership and management either doesn't care or is clueless. As a result, we get this. It's sad, unfair, annoying, BS, and so many more bad things. This isn't a Blackwood problem. This wasn't a Corey Schneider problem. The real problem, an entire organization who makes countless mistakes and doesn't adapt, period. So yes, Blackwood hasn't been great at all, but it's not entirely on him. It's on the entire organization from top to bottom, 110%. That's New Jersey Devils hockey fans. Is This is what's truly wrong with our team. So uh, strong words from Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast. And in regards to what he said uh, relating Mackenzie Blackwood to Corey Schneider, I'm kind of starting to see the similarities. And I think I've talked about this briefly on an episode before because we saw how Corey Schneider was pretty solid. Um, he was pretty solid in the pipes for the Devils to start off. But then towards the end of his career, it got so bad to the point where we waived him and sent him down to the Binghamton Devils, and that didn't work. And uh, we ended up having to buy him out uh, on the final year of his contract. So, uh, you know, is Mackenzie Blackwood heading down that road? Kind of. He's not there yet, but he's dangerously dangerously getting close to that. So, like I said, Neil went into great detail. He brought in stats. He brought in just past uh, arguments to make his case, and I think he made his case really well. And uh, for Mackenzie Blackwood, I've been saying this, guys. We can't put the whole blame on Mackenzie Blackwood. So, look, I made the mistake of blaming Mackenzie Blackwood in that loss for the Arizona Coyotes, but one thing I forgot to factor in, and that's on me, was that Mackenzie Blackwood was playing hurt. Of course he didn't look 100%. And what's the one thing I've been saying on the show constantly, especially for the past few weeks or so, to the point where I sound like a broken record? Some of my loyal listeners probably know what I'm about to say in regards to Mackenzie Blackwood playing so often. He's being Superman out there because he doesn't have a reliable option. So when we come to this stretch of games, it's like the only goalie we can rely on is Mackenzie Blackwood. When we're in a slump, Mackenzie Blackwood can't just come out the game or take a night off because we don't have a solid option. Now, this isn't on Mackenzie Blackwood this year. This isn't really on the organization this year because they didn't prepare for Jonathan Bernier to get hurt. Like, you can't really prepare for that. So uh, that's the only thing I disagree with Neil in this regards. I think the organization did the absolute best to their ability to get Mackenzie Blackwood a backup goalie. Unfortunately, he just got hurt. And But here's one thing that the uh, organization should own up to, which is they didn't do a good job of preparing for the worst. So I'm going to give it uh, half credit to Neil in this regards because I, I think the organization did try doing a decent enough job to give Mackenzie Blackwood some help. However, you know, when it came time to just worrying about the overall situation in terms of his hip, we didn't really, you know, jump out on the best possible options out there because Anton Hudobin, like I said, isn't the best goalie, you know, in the NHL. But at the same time, look what he did a couple of years ago in the NHL COVID bubble. Like, you know, you can't really make stuff like that up. So, Uh, Is Mackenzie Blackwood heading down in a direction similar to Corey Schneider? Yes, and that should be a little bit of a concern. But at the same time, it does raise uh, this question that a fan actually messaged me on Twitter about. He said, should we move Mackenzie Blackwood to backup goalie and try to find a new starting goalie? 
Here's the thing. That's a very interesting topic. And like I said, in regards to what do we do for Jonathan Bernier and Mackenzie Blackwood, because uh, next year they'll be on the final years of their respective contracts. Uh, it's just way, way, way too early to be thinking about this. But here's something that we can focus on right now. We got to put Mackenzie Blackwood on a microscope. Like literally, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, if I'm Lindy Ruff, Put Mackenzie Blackwood underneath a microscope. Look at his recovery from his heel um, uh, relapse. You, you got to keep an eye on for that. And look what he does for the rest of the season. There's still plenty of games to, to be played for the New Jersey Devils, but it's not going to get any easier, guys. We, we don't really have a reliable goalie. Um, our defense is so-so. Uh, like Neil said, our offense is a little inconsistent outside of Jesper Bratt and also Jack Hughes. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know what to uh, think about Mackenzie Blackwood for right now, other than we need to put him underneath a microscope. And if he's not improving, if his heel is not like living up to par, then I think you do have to seriously consider moving Mackenzie Blackwood to the backup goalie role and maybe put out feelers for Jonathan Bernier, or maybe just see if you could talk Jonathan Bernier into accepting a third string goalie role. I don't think he would want that, but at the same time, Lindy Ruff did say that he was concerned about the overall career for Jonathan Bernier after he had his hip injury so you know maybe Jonathan Bernier will live with the fact that maybe he's not really up to par like he once was in the NHL maybe his time in the NHL is kind of winding down but the tougher assignment might be trying to convince Mackenzie Blackwood to take the backup goalie role but at the same time it's just like that's just too far down the road to think about that right now I would need to see the list of free agents I would need to see uh, which teams are trying to sell their team and for what and overall I can't wait to have a silly season discussion episode when the timing for this uh, comes around. But for right now, I don't know when Mackenzie Blackwood is going to return to the lineup for the Devils. I really don't. And um, I would expect for him to be out for a couple games. So like I told you guys, this is only going to get worse before it gets better. Here's the thing, guys, and a, a lot of you might come at me for this, but I really don't care. But I get where Neil is coming from. I really do. But at the same time, we do need to look at some of the other contexts of this. So let, let's look at Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider was just on the downhill. Mackenzie Blackwood had to come in and basically just, uh, once again, play Superman and just try to prove to everyone that, hey, this is my team now. And then we tried getting Corey Crawford onto our organization. But unfortunately, Crawford abruptly retired just a few weeks before the season was about to start so that really hurt because who is our backup goalie Scott Wedgwood and then over the offseason we got Jonathan Bernier after his deal with what uh, he, he originally came from Detroit then he went to the Carolina Hurricanes they couldn't uh, come to a contract agreement so he ultimately walked away from the table and the New Jersey Devils snagged him for two years but at the same time it's just like um, you know I think Mackenzie Blackwood is just very 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 unlucky but I get what Neil is saying and you know there, there's two sides to the same story it's like I told you guys a couple episodes ago which is you know you got the Devils organization I think they did try at first but here's another thing the Devils need to do and Neil brought this up in his in his rant which is the Devils need to be adaptable which is you should have been prepared for worst case scenario or you saw that, um, you know, uh, Corey Crawford was going to retire. You know, I, you, you got Aaron Dell. Uh, obviously, we all know how that turned out. Uh, but at the same time, maybe they should have been a little more aggressive, maybe trying to trade for a player. Maybe that could have come into fruition. I don't really know. But at the same time, when looking at um, uh, this situation now, Jonathan Bernier, I know you could have found a better option. 
Anton Hadobin. Just saying. Like, I, I know you guys are getting a little tired of me talking about Anton Hadobin, but it is true, guys. I, I don't know what else to tell you. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, like I said, two sides to the same story. I think the Devils organization initially tries, but when adversity hits, they just don't know how to be adaptable. And that's a huge disservice for their young netminder in Mackenzie Blackwood. And here's the thing. This should be a wake-up call for the Devils organization. Here's uh, your wake-up call right here. Here's the rooster crowing, which is uh, Mackenzie Blackwood had a relapse in his heel injury once again. You know he had surgery on that uh, heel over the course of the offseason. You knew he missed the first month of the season due to that injury, and now he's re-injured it. Uh, I think this is a wake-up call saying that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is going to need some help and we cannot continue to overwork him because I was stunned when I saw that Mackenzie Blackwood uh, started six games in a row or five games in a row. Luckily, uh, or you know, not luckily, he had to go into COVID protocol and uh, he had to miss a few games. I thought, I thought to myself, okay, you know what? This is an opportunity for Mackenzie Blackwood to basically just take it easy for the next few days, get some rest. But at the same time, I, I keep thinking to myself, what if Mackenzie Blackwood actually did test positive for COVID? Because remember, last season, he got hit with it hard. So uh, there is no relaxation for someone like Mackenzie Blackwood. So, uh, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why he was hesitant to get vaccinated because he got hit with COVID so hard. He didn't want that same uh, strand of COVID back to into his body because he said, I really don't want to go through what I went through with COVID. And look, guys, I don't care what your stance is with COVID. I really don't. I'm going to say this on my show. I get where Mackenzie Blackwood is coming with that. So, um, yeah, so, but it, there's just so many factors when it comes to Mackenzie Blackwood. And Neil did bring up an interesting point, which is, is Mackenzie Blackwood on the downward spiral, spiral is similar to what Corey Schneider is. And, um, uh, yeah, so th- th- that that's my overall question for the Devils organization. And uh, look, we, we could really use Mackenzie Blackwood because, like I said, we have a, a, a few stretches of games that and it's not going to get any easier. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Then we got to play the, I believe, the Carolina Hurricanes. And then we got to play the Toronto Maple Leafs in, in back-to-back games. So when looking at the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs, that's going to be tough. When looking at the Carolina Hurricanes, that's going to be tough. And when looking at tonight's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning, that's also going to be tough. So uh, Victor Hedman, he's in the running for the Norris Trophy. Then you got Kucherov. Uh, yeah, it, this is going to be a very interesting game for the Devils. But keep in mind, the last time we played the Lightning, we came out victorious by a score of 5-3. to three. The Lightning were leading after two periods. The New Jersey Devils made a miraculous comeback. The Tampa Bay Lightning were like 30-something and 0-1 when it came to leading after the second period. So the Devils gave them their first regulation loss uh, when the Lightning were leading after two periods in a long time. So, uh, you know, give credit when credit is due. But at the same time, circumstances are a little bit different. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Usually when I expect worse for the Devils, they actually play above my standards. When I expect a lot from the Devils, they usually play below standards. So I really don't know what to think of this game. Other than the fact that I do have good news, Dougie Hamilton, like I said in the last episode, I think he's going to be cleared to practice with the Devils organization. However, non-contact because he was in a non-contact jersey and he actually had to make a modification to his helmet because he's still recovering from jaw surgery so that's good to see Dougie Hamilton back out there uh he is certainly not going to be a game time decision if he's still in no contact jersey but I would expect Dougie Hamilton to return in maybe a game or two for the Devils so I think right now he is day-to-day so uh but like I said day-to-day could be like three weeks for the Devils but we'll see what happens but uh overall for this game for the Lightning I'm just going to end it with this hope for the best 
prepare for the worst. That's the same thing I said when we had to go against Carolina Hurricanes, and look what happened. Uh, the best actually happened to us, even though it was a slugfest. So let me know what you guys think. And also, I'm going to reach out to Neil in terms of his overall opinions on uh, Corey Schneier, Mackenzie Blackwood. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Let uh, let Neil know what you think about his overall opinions about uh, Corey Schneider and also Mackenzie Blackwood, the similarities, because this was his idea. And like I said, uh, he was the one who posted this to his respective social media, and I'm just reacting to it. But I- I'm curious to hear your guys' overall reaction from it. So as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.